Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. She is an NCAA All-American from Cal. Uh, just this past weekend, she broke six Cal dual meet records, including the 100 fly, the 100 free, 200 free relay, 400 free relay, 200 medley relay, 400 medley relay. She was the Pac-12 Swimmer of the Week. We are talking today to Izzy Ivy. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. I'm I'm excited to talk to you. Let's get right into it. That you guys came out with a vengeance. The the Pac-12 hadn't raced at all last semester, and and it seemed like you guys were ready for some racing. Take me through these dual meets and and uh, and how you felt during them. Sure. So in the fall, we were lucky enough to have a few meets against Stanford, but they were they weren't scored or anything. They were pretty low key, just having an option to race, and we felt very lucky to have that option. But over the past weekend, we had four meets in three days, and it was pretty intense. Um, I was just so excited to race. All of us were. The Bears, we were really behind each other, and we just never let ourselves get too far ahead of ourselves. We were pretty good about staying in the moment and taking it, not even day by day, but just like event by event. Like, don't get – especially for me, I – got overwhelmed on one of the days having very little rest in between two of my events. And one of the um, captains, Allie Harrison was awesome and calmed me down and said like, you got it like hundred fly and then two free, like don't worry about the two free until the hundred flies done. And so it was awesome supporting each other and had a lot of fun swimming fast, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you expect to be this fast with where you're at in the season right now? Um, no, I was, I'm really confident in how my training has been going. I'm definitely training the best I ever have. And I think it's just because my whole mindset has changed when it comes to practice, especially like with a time like this, going through the pandemic, just being so grateful that I have the pool. Um, and so I wasn't really expecting like a best time in the hundred free or even like my relay splits. I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, so that was a nice surprise. I also haven't like shaved down or rested since 2019 summer nationals. So seeing that I could go a best time just like out of nowhere on day three um, was pretty exciting and definitely a confidence booster for the season we get to have. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I definitely wasn't expecting the times at all, but I'm really happy with what I went. Of course, I always want to be faster, um, but hopefully that will come at NC2As. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So as you mentioned, uh, four meets, three days, I didn't even realize there were that many meets. I mean, can you take us through the, what, what were these four meets that you had in the, in the three days? Yeah, sure. So, so we had Friday morning and Saturday morning were against USC. Um, 
And it was kind of nice having the like afternoon in between. And then on Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning, we're against UCLA. And so we kind of just split like a regular dual meet into two sessions. And we were able to do a lot more relays that way. And more uh, people were able to swim like more events than maybe they would in just like a regular dual meet one hour session. <laughs> and I mean, can you just kind of take me through your experience with each one, just in terms of how you were feeling? If I mean, <laughs> I mean, this seems like a mini NCAA's or, or conference simulation, right? With all these sessions and all these different races, um, how did how did you kind of move through each one? Yeah, um, I you kind of just said it perfectly. I kind of thought of it as like a mid season meet or like a mini Pac twelves just because of how long it was and how many racing opportunities we had. Um, you'll have to forgive me. I don't remember everything I swam because I did have a lot. <laughs> but on the first meet against USC, we were all cracking up in the warm-up pool because it felt like we were at practice, <laughs> like warming up. We were like, it just doesn't feel like we're at a meet. You know, there's no spectators. None of our families are there, like nothing like that. And so we were like, okay, it's just practice. And then um, we get up to race. I think the four medley, the 400 medley was the first event um, that we got to swim. And we just had so much fun setting the tone for the meet because we had a great relay, I thought. And Terry told me my split and I said, are you sure? Like, are you sure that's what I went? And she said, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, like cool. Like, was not expecting that at all. Um, so definitely recovery was a big thing. We have Normatex on our team and like, there's no um, like ice baths or anything like that. So we were pretty good. Like each household has the Normatex. So we were pretty good about I would go over to this house and use their arms and then this house and use their legs or something like that because it was really important to us to practice just like you said like a pack 12s or something like that and really like get in the mindset especially since houston has agreed to host us it um it's like on like it's happening so we were really lucky to kind of practice that um day two was saturday that was tough for me because by the time we finished the morning session and I got home and ate I had like an hour until I had to be back for warm-up against UCLA so that was a little tough um, but definitely we had each other's backs like I said earlier and we're really supportive of one another and I think that's something so cool about Cal is everyone genuinely wants you to succeed like the whole team we just we're so supportive of each other. So yes. And then Sunday was just fun. We were exhausted and just thankful that we had the racing opportunity, but also thankful that it was the last day and just <laughs> gave it all we got, laid it out there. Um, I was very, again, surprised with my relay split. I won another best time anchoring the 400 free. So that was a pretty cool way to close out the meet. And yeah, it was a long, it was a long few days, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, honestly, that sounds like an age group meet yeah. <laughs> with the with amount of Venturian and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and with the, I think the key difference being is that, you know, you're throwing down very elite level times, which I don't, I don't, I feel like some, some swimmers may not realize 
everything that goes into that, right? And as you were saying, there's there's recovery in between. You're you're really focused. You're trying to get into that mindset of okay, this is a championship kind of kind of simulation. I need to be on it every single meet, whereas maybe an age group meet, you know, you, you have a bad event, you're like, oh, well, and then you have a good event, you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah. Right. There's you're you're putting a little more on the line every time. Is is there any um, techniques you know that you use to mentally, emotionally, just kind of get yourself in the zone to to get ready to race at that top level, especially maybe on like that last session on Sunday? Yeah, I definitely have like my little traditions, I guess, that I do for myself with. The amount of layers I wear, I have gloves, I wear Uggs behind the block. New accessory is a mask, um, but we have these cool ones that like go over our cap and stuff. Um, gloves, and I definitely like keeping my hands and feet warm for sure. And then mentally, like I said earlier, just I can't let myself get too far ahead of myself, especially if like for example, who knows if I'm going to do it, but there's like a, if I have a double at Pac-12s or NCs, like not letting myself get, well, I have this race and then, oh gosh, I only have like 10 minutes or something. And so like focus on the first race and then start worrying about the other stuff. So just taking it one thing at a time was really important for me over this past weekend. And I had, especially like when I, Terry said, if you see a teammate start going down the rabbit hole, like pull them out gently and supportively, but pull them out of the rabbit hole. So when I started going down about like the one flying two free double, I had a teammate, Allie, who was so supportive and was just like, you are stronger than you believe and you can do it. I was like, okay, I can do it. You're right. So just mentally staying focused in the moment instead of getting too far ahead of myself was really important and something I recommend for sure. <laughs> Makes total sense. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned you have your set amount of layers that you wear. What mm -hmm. can you tell me about that? Yeah. So I ever since I was younger, like when I would go to winter juniors or something like that, in the mornings I would wear like when I was on um, my club Windermere Lakers, I would wear like all gray in the morning and then all black at night because I was just like I, I wanted I wanted to be intimidating because I'm like five foot six I'm small I just wanted to like look scary so we're all black and so now I have all my cow stuff which I think still makes me kind of intimidating because it's cow I'm a bear and so I wear like three jackets a parka and then my sweatpants and then I have these like bear socks I wear with my Uggs and cow gloves and a cow beanie. I'm just decked out in cow and I love it. And I stay warm and I think that helps me swim better because I would rather be warm than cold. So yes, it's definitely a process behind the blocks taking everything off, but it's definitely worth it, I think, especially because I've just been doing it for so many years that wearing like all the layers is just something that's like, I have to do it type of thing. <laughs> it, it does sound like a process de-layering <laughs> behind the blocks, but as you said, I think the results speak for themselves. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's worked thus far. Um, so you mentioned pac 12s in Houston. That was one thing I was going to get to. Uh, that's, you know, that's a big change 
every year Pac-12s are in federal way. Washington, just outside of Seattle, you know, at that same pool every year. And so what do you make of now that it is official, as you said, you're going to University of Houston. I think the date we just reported, the dates were set like today. Mm -hmm. Um, what, What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm definitely excited to go back to Texas. I was just there in San Antonio at the pro series. So I'm excited to go back because it was a lot of fun. Um, I've never been to this pool, but I've heard it's beautiful and fast. So hopefully that's good. I really do love federal way. Um, especially with how like everyone's seated on deck and like where we can see our parents and stuff. Unfortunately, you know, there's no spectators. I don't think maybe they, I don't know. I, I think, I don't, I don't think there are. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely going to be really different, but I think everyone's kind of in the same boat where we're used to it being that federal way. And now we just have to adapt to this new pool. And it's at least we get the opportunity. That's the way I'm thinking of it. I'm just so grateful that we're having a pac 12, especially for like our seniors and freshmen on the team who have never even experienced it. Um, So yeah, I'm just, hopefully it's warm. That's all I'm thinking about is if Texas (laughs) is warm. Um, But I think it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. And like I said, we just, it's a pool. I feel like pools are all the same. And I've only been to Federal Way twice at Pac-12. So it's not a big shock for me, but um, yeah, I'm excited. So (laughs) coming from Austin, it's pretty warm here right now. Oh, awesome. Perfect. So hopefully it stays that way for the next few weeks. I I can't see it getting any colder really. So good news there. Yes. Um, and so, and as far as events goes, do you even know what, what you will be swimming at PAC 12s yet? No, it's kind of like a work in progress. I remember last year, Terry asked me what I wanted to swim at PAC 12s. And I said, uh, whatever, I'm going to swim at NCs. And she said, okay, that was the end of the conversation. So it was just, (laughs) I mean, whatever I swim at this at PAC 12s, who knows, like, I don't know if I'm going to do it at NCs. I'm lucky enough to have qualified in uh, however many events that I have an option. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what relays I'm going to be on. It, we'll figure it out. But it's going to be awesome either way. I'm just, yeah, I keep saying I'm just so excited and so grateful. And I really am because just after everything last year, I'm just like, hoping everything like plays out (laughs) like everything's on until it's not type of mindset so like NCs is happening until I'm told otherwise trials are happening until I say otherwise so yeah I'm just I'm really excited but yeah I have no idea what I'm gonna swim it'll be it'll be when you guys find out that's when I'll probably find out so (laughs) that's fair I'm I'm gonna play the guessing game just a little and to give our audience some context I'm I'm thinking (laughs) possibilities obviously 100 fly 100 back 200 im i think you had swam those events at your first ncaa's yes. uh you just went a 47 and the 100 free which means you could probably 50 freeze on the table at least uh, <laughs> i guess 200 okay. free is an option and then 200 back i'm pretty sure you could 
do a good one. Is there, is there an event you would want to swim? Just like a single event that you're like, this is my favorite or like, I want to okay. swim this one. It's not, it's not necessarily a favorite, but I haven't swam the hundred breaststroke in so long <laughs> that I feel like that would just be so, so fun. I think the last time I swam it was at like high school States and like 2018, 2017, something like that. And so I just, I think that would be so fun, but I, after the past weekend, I could really say I really enjoy the 100 free. Um, usually, I think my freshman year, I just did it on like the relays and stuff. I didn't swim it individually. So that would be pretty cool to swim. The 50, I really, I, I don't really like the 50, if I'm being honest. I like it on the relay, but individually, not so much. So we'll see about that one. Maybe I'll lead off. I don't know. <laughs> That, I don't feel like you hear that every day. Do you feel like, what don't you like about the 50 individual? It's really technical. <laughs> so, so many things have to go right for the 50. And I feel like when I'm on the relay, I can just turn my brain off and go because I'm swimming for like my teammates and everything. Whereas individually, I tend to put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, so, yeah. But I get to train with Abby Weitzel and she's the fastest 50 freer ever. So she loves it. I kind of love it. So I, I don't know. Everyone has their different opinion on it, I guess. <laughs> the, I, I feel like you don't hear a lot of people say, oh, I don't like the 50 free, but I think your reasons totally make sense. It's <laughs> exceedingly technical, especially at the level that you're doing it at, you know, PAC, if you're competing at Pac-12s, NCAAs, you got to be on. Uh, do you know your best time in the hundred breast? Oh gosh. It's like a double O point something. I set like the state record or I don't know. It's something, I think it's like a double O nine, nine, honestly. Okay. <laughs> set the state record casual. Uh, <laughs> All right. I didn't mean like it like that. that. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> so humble. Uh, do you, do you think, do you think there's a chance you would swim hundred breast at pack 12s? No, I think that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, it would be awesome. Maybe if I could like exhibition it, but I doubt I would swim that as like a real event, maybe at like a dual meet, like next year I'll, I'll ask to swim it. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I'm gonna, so, so end of discussion, we have no idea what you're swimming at pack 12s, but yeah, no. yeah not out. a clue. Um, but yeah, whatever it is. Sure. Here we go. <laughs> Let's go bears. We got it. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, okay. So transitioning to just kind of these last six months, um, like you said, you had a few dual meets in the fall, but there wasn't, you know, or dual meets, quote unquote, um, you had a racing opportunities. What was, the, what was the fall and this winter semester so far? Like just training wise, um, at Cal, it was pretty intense. I'm not going to lie. It was definitely some of the hardest training I've done since being here. And I think it was just because we genuinely didn't know when we were going to race again so we were just going for it almost every day I remember when we first got back in I think it was August and after we everyone quarantined and everything and we all came back at different times so there was like a small group of us who came pretty early and um, got our quarantine done and those practices like right off the bat like after a two-week quarantine of not really swimming 
first day in, it was, it was pretty intense. And so I've loved it. I've loved just really going every day. Um, It's been a lot of fun and definitely um, intense (laughs) to say for lack of a better word, we've been putting in some really good training and I'm really happy with my personal training and growth as a, as a student an athlete and a person. And I think just, I know, I mean, probably everywhere across the country, everyone really struggled in the fall. I think just not knowing when we're going to have a meet and, you know, mid seasons, that's usually something we get to really look forward to and not even, we didn't, we didn't have one. I know other schools did. So that was really cool seeing how fast, how fast some other schools swam after just being back for so little. So, um, yeah, the fall, intense. I loved it. Um, do would I do it again? Would I do some of those sets again? I really hope not, but I would, because they were good sets, but very hard. So yes, if I don't know if that made any sense, that was kind of all over the place. Was but. there was the, was there one of these intense sets that stood out to you that you can share with us? We did. Um, I don't remember the exact set, but it was a, it was a lot of hundreds and 150s long course, just like best average, like back to back, maybe off the block if you wanted to. And it was, it was, oh gosh, it was, it was, it was grueling. And, um, but honestly, one of the best practices I've ever had with the times I was going. So I was very happy with that, but I, I hope I, I never do that again. <laughs> it was really hard. It was really hard, but it was so. Uh, I love those type of sets where you're just like you're so deep into the set where it's so hard, and you're just like, yes, like the grind, like we're going, we're really going for it. And so I love those type of sets, um, but I, I get really intimidated, like thinking back on them, like, oh, is Terry going to do that again today? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> do you ever find yourself in the middle, you know, when, like you said, when you're in, in the middle of one of those <laughs> grindy sets and you kind of like think to yourself, like you, you know, you can see yourself from above and you're like, Oh, this is it. I'm in the middle of it. And like, this is, this is the pain train. Yes. Do you, do you ever get that kind of meta moment to yourself? Yes, absolutely. And I'm very quiet during practice like I I tend to keep to myself and I have all my teammates around me like yelling like yeah bears we got it like let's go and I'm just like yeah (laughs) I'm very quiet because I I feel like I'm so I I'm so focused on everything we're doing and their support is absolutely amazing and I'm so glad they do that because it honestly pushes me even harder when they speak out especially there's Elise Garcia she's in my class she's absolutely amazing whenever we're getting like crushed she'll just be like is he go bears and she'll say it so loud and I'm just like because it helps her being verbal and it helps me hearing it so we just have like this little thing and she's awesome and um but for sure I definitely have like the out of body experience like looking down like why am I doing this? <laughs> because I have these goals. So it's kind of like just, yeah, the out of body looking down. Okay, we're, we're halfway there type of thing. 
yeah, it happens pretty often. Um, that's, that's interesting. I I don't know if, I don't know if I've ever asked that question before, but that's, that's good perspective (laughs) to have new question. You can ask the podcast. um, (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, and so, and earlier you mentioned, you know, this, especially in the fall, you were able to grow as an athlete, as, as a person. Um, I mean, can you, can you walk me through that a little bit? What, what paths were you able to grow upon? Yeah, I definitely, um, just after everything got canceled last year in 2019 and I was able to go home for a very, I was okay. A little backstory after NCs got canceled, I was supposed to go home for three days and then we were supposed to go to OTC for trial, like to prepare for trials. And so I left California to go home with like three t-shirts and like a carry on bag. And then I ended up being there for like eight months. I don't even know how long I was there. So that was a process, but just being home, I definitely was able to grow, um, just a larger appreciation for like the day-to-day things. Like I'm so, I really like, I didn't think anything of it before, but like just having been like in Berkeley right now, just being able to train, I'm so grateful for that. And so I think that's definitely changed my whole mindset on the sport. And then I was also able to, I feel like I'm a lot more vulnerable with myself and also people around me. I'm able to like, before everything kind of happened, I was very, I kept things in a lot and it would, everything would build up and then I would like explode. And now I'm, I'm a lot better at journaling and like writing things down and like, how do I feel today? And I like write five, one of my teammates recommended this to me um, a few years ago, but it was like writing down five things that happened today, good or bad, it doesn't matter, but just like acknowledging that these five things happened. If they're all good, like amazing, five good things happened today. If one thing was bad, then, okay, what did I learn from this type of scenario? So I definitely did a lot of personal growing And I'm so thankful for that. And as an athlete, I like, I had to find so many ways to stay fit, I guess, during quarantine without a pool. Luckily, Florida remained pretty open. But um, when it comes to like swimming, I was able to like do a lot of ocean swims, which Cal does pretty often. But being able to like do that on my own was really fun. And I feel like like right now our weight room is outside here in Berkeley, which is different, but safe. And I feel like I kind of know what I'm doing in the weight room now. <laughs> so I know, I feel like when I first got, like I didn't lift before college. So I think now I like have a pretty good sense of, oh, I can add like weight onto this and do this. I, I'm lifting more than I ever have. I'm training better than I ever have. And I'm discovering more and more about myself every day and growing in that aspect, which I think is just awesome. And I'm so thankful that over the past few months, I've been able to do that. That was a lot. Sorry. That was was great. That was was a lot of insight, which I uh, greatly appreciate. 
Um, in, in terms of, in terms of the, the journaling, the introspection, the, the getting, being able to express your feelings, was there a tipping point for you? Was that, does that, that was that something that came out of necessity? Like did you mentioned, you know, you would keep things in and then they would, they would explode out. Was there a particular point when that happened that made you say, I need to do something about this? Yeah, I feel I tend, I try to be like this strong person, right? I feel like I just in all aspects of my life, I try to be a really strong person. I try to support others more often than I do myself. And so when I would say the tipping point was when everything got canceled. And I think the main reason that happened was because I knew who I was as Isabel the swimmer. But when it comes to Isabel the person or the non-athlete, I had kind of like sheltered that part of myself because my mindset for the past however many years has been swim, swim, swim. Of course, I have my academic interests and what I want to do like career wise and all that stuff. But when it comes to like little hobbies or like I didn't really have any. And so I definitely found stuff to do because I was bored during quarantine. And I found a lot of stuff about myself that I didn't necessarily know. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was like, well, okay. It was a tipping point, like when everything got canceled, but I would just try to make sure everyone around me was good. And to the point where, am I okay? Like, I'm okay, but am I really like, so I just, the journaling definitely helps with like little daily check-ins with myself and just making sure like, I'm okay. I am okay. I'm totally fine. I'm great. I'm having the best time ever, but just doing these little check-ins just help me like stay present. Yeah. <laughs> I, my favorite part of doing this pod. So things got canceled. I stopped traveling to swim meets. I had to start doing this podcast. My favorite part of this has been, there has been such a big focus on people finding out who they are as non-swimmers or non-athletes because they couldn't swim for months on end. Um, and it's been really interesting to hear what people discover. Um, and it, it's been it's because I think that's a big problem with swimmers, with athletes is that they being a swimmer is part of your identity. And in some cases is your identity. And, uh, you know, then, then you're not a swimmer and it's like, whoa, what, uh, who am I? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely uh, a shock for sure. I, I know so, so many people who just, we were all so lost last year. And I think the break has, I mean, you, you've seen some of the times that these younger kids and even college kids are throwing down. It's absolutely insane. And I think the break was so good for so many reasons and it's just been awesome seeing everyone come out of it like stronger almost yeah uh, so so i have to ask what what are some of the things you discovered about izzy the the person or the non-athlete <laughs> um you know reading has been something where I've always just been like, oh, school, I have to do it. 
but finding these books that have really changed um, my perspective on not just athletics, but in all aspects of life have been really cool. Um, I painted a lot. I'm not, I'm not good. I didn't do these. These are from Target. Um, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not not good, but it's definitely fun to do. And just, you know, my mom and I over, um, the break, we fostered some kittens. Uh, that was fun. I just found like little things that I normally would not have the time to do and really took advantage of it and just did a lot of random little things that turns out I really like. I got really into cooking. I feel like before I would eat out or like I would go to a teammate's house who knows how to cook and I would cut the onion or I don't know, something like that. But now I feel like I'm able to like open, like look at a cookbook or even like even make my own recipes. Sometimes they don't turn out good, but sometimes they're pretty good. And so I'm just really enjoying life right now. <laughs> long, story, long story short, I found out who I was outside of swimming and I've been able to bring it back to Berkeley with me. And so I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> that that sounds like a successful journey thus far. That That's super cool. And I think, again, quarantine allowed... <laughs> Quarantine allowed for us to do all of these random little <laughs> side hobbies or activities that are like, oh, this is actually really enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to, okay, I have to ask now that, that now that you mentioned it, what spoke to you about these three paintings in the background when you were at Target? Okay, so I used to have, I used, I live alone, but I used to live with a roommate and I painted the frame. <laughs> That was something I painted. It used to be like a wood, but you know, they're all different and unique and definitely liven up the room. They bring life, a little bit of plant life into the room. So do with that what you will. I like them. Yeah. Was it a set? Yeah. All three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, pro plants for sure. <laughs> so with, with this time in quarantine, you know, you were able to do some introspection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to ask about the decision you made to come to Cal early. You graduated high school in December of your senior year of high school, came right to Berkeley, <clears throat> which, you know, just, just not the normal thing. Most people not the normal path most people take Mm -hmm. have have you reflected on that at all just in terms of how that has impacted where you're at today um in in this reflection I definitely realized I had to I felt like I was already pretty mature for my age as a senior in high school but I definitely feel moving across the country like straight like I did my senior year and like three months online. And I, I was just in a position where I could do that. And I got asked. And of of course, I was just like, yes, college, like, let's go. I'm ready. Um, I was so excited. And I definitely feel like I said, move across the country and like living alone 
for the first time. Well, not alone. I I was in a dorm with a teammate, but without my parents and like my whole family lives in Florida, like grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, like everyone lives in Florida. Um, so that was definitely an adjustment, but I, I had to, I feel like, like, okay. I was, I felt like I was mature for my age, but I felt like I had to almost grow up even more with like balancing, like balancing school and swim and dorm life and food and like all this stuff. And I was thinking about that, but at the same time, I would not change a thing. I absolutely, you know, loved coming early. I think I got to bond with the team like right away on our annual trip to Hawaii, which I think lined up perfectly with my arrival. And (laughs) that was so fun. I made so many great memories with the seniors that year that I, and I learned so, oh gosh, Uh, at my NC scene, I called them like cool ants or whatever. I still think about how embarrassing that is that I said that. But it's so true because they taught me so much, like, when it came to the serious stuff, like, living and, like, balancing school, like, they were awesome people to go to. And also, awesome people were, like, you want to do something fun, they can show you something fun around to do in Berkeley. Like, so they were, like, the cool, fun aunts that you can, like, go to for advice, but also know how to, like, oh, like, you like this type of music? Well, here you go. Like, stuff like that. Um, I don't think... I definitely, okay, so I struggled balancing school and swim my first semester, like, terribly. Um, I really struggled with, like, finding that, because I feel like in high school, it's, you can swim, like, you have your two practices, and then you have school, and, like, a lot of homework and stuff, where, and it was, it's kind of the same here, but balancing, like, when making your, picking your classes around your two practices a day, I feel like my Cloud practices were at night and our afternoon practices are pretty early. And so that was something I had to definitely adjust to like swimming and then going to school, swimming and then going to school again. Um, but yeah, I definitely wouldn't trade anything for, uh, yeah, no, it was so fun. I don't regret it at all. I got to walk at my high school graduation after NC's. So that was pretty cool seeing everyone again. It was kind of awkward because I was like, oh, one semester of college and I'm walking in my high school graduation. Um, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, and I have the best support system who supported me, like my family through it all. And they were, they were, they left the decision completely up to me. And I was just so stoked that they were on board. And, you know, my, my family definitely came out a lot that first semester. They were at like every dual me and everything like that. So it was awesome. It was an awesome way to start my college experience for sure. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, it sounds like just a kind of cramming a, a year of college into three or four months, which sounds <laughs> hectic, but also like you said, um, an overall good experience. And, yeah. um, you know, obviously this year has been different and you talked about, you know, you bonded so well with the team that your freshman year, that, that spring semester, um, how do you feel like the team has been able to bond and gel, especially with this incoming freshman class, um, in these, you know, this year with the unusual circumstances of the pandemic. 
Yeah, we definitely don't get to do like our team dinners or anything like that. We can't really hang out after practice and like take our time in the locker room. We don't even have our locker room right now. They're closed. Um, there's no like social aspect really. So, and of course, the, they missed out on Hawaii, which is such an awesome experience and such a great bonding time for the team. So we definitely had to improvise a little bit. And I'm sure everyone has a lot of Zoom fatigue. I do for sure. But we definitely did a lot of Zooming, even like, uh, like as soon as we got to campus. And just like we would do like these little like fun like games and like trivia nights and like we would make like cahoots and do like Cal history stuff. And um, just we tried to make it fun. I think the team is in such a good place right now. And we have been for so long, but I think we're all so supportive and we, I know this team has my back no matter what. And I'm so proud of the freshmen and how quickly they've adapted to everything. Cause this is such a hard, like you said, such a difficult time to come into college and you know, they don't get the experience of like going to class right now. A lot of the, we were joking the other day, a lot of them haven't even been to our like, any of the regular buildings or even our like specific weight room like that, like that we have. And so we were laughing at that, but it's, it's going to be interesting and it's going to be very, very interesting next fall when we have, I think we have something like 14 freshmen coming in on top of these new freshmen. So we're going to be showing them all around camp, hopefully showing them all, all around campus and like what buildings to use and the dining halls and like stuff like that. But I'm really proud of how quickly and they've adapted and it just shows like they're like not not team spirit but you know what I mean like just like they they're just so awesome they're so awesome and like I said the team is really we're all best friends and I love it. It's a great way to sum it up. Well, best friends. I love it. <laughs> End of story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's why you guys have 14 incoming freshmen. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Izzy, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me uh, this afternoon. It's been such a pleasure. Before we sign off today, any parting thoughts? Go Bears. But also, I'm... I feel I feel like I should be thanking you. I've been so I've seen almost every episode of this podcast series and it's so fun and I've just been waiting to be invited. So thank you for having me because I feel so special and lucky to be here and it's so so <laughs> uh my pleasure. Th- again, thank you so much for for your praise and for listening to the podcast and, and, and agreeing to, uh, to come on. It's, it's been great talking. (laughs) Thank you. You've been listening to the swim swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take swim swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.